Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, the Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com. Welcome to the Afterlight Podcast, and I'm joined today by Lindy Guevara. She's back for round two, and Lindy is a Reiki master teacher, a medical intuitive, a healing practitioner, and she is the creator of The Secret Art of Ritual, which is a new course that is recently made available at the Afterlight Institute. And Lindy is joining me today for, as I said, round two, where we're going to be talking all about rituals, connecting with the natural world and the elements, and whether or not energy plays an important part in, uh, well, maybe living a, a bountiful life full of joy and full of bliss and full of abundance and happiness. So welcome, Lindy. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It's a real pleasure. Great. So today we're going to be talking about building a, uh, well, creating a ritual and the importance of rituals. But one of the things that you were mentioning to me before I hit record was that Lauren rituals, aren't just rituals. They're, they're so much more than that. Can you tell me a little bit about what you mean? Yes, of course. So um, really when we get down to the nitty gritty rituals are really about harnessing energy. So it's about manipulating energy, collaborating with energy so that it can add more power to our intention. Hmm. So when I first heard of rituals, I always kind of imagined, you know, um, maybe like some crystals and then an incantation of some kind and a lot of, you know, herbs, smoke, uh, is that kind of your interpretation of rituals or are rituals, you know, maybe something that's not even so, let's say, mysterious and spiritual, that rituals are actually things that we do in our common day that we're not really even aware of? Yeah, you know, rituals can very well be exactly what you describe, but an annual ritual that many of us take part in is blowing out our birthday candles, right? So uh, we, we have this delicious pastry in front of us and we have fire, right? The candles represent the transformative power of fire uh, or rebirth. And then we, we set an intention, right? We make a wish. We set an intention. We, we just like set it so hard in our mind, right? Like if you can remember when you're a little kid and you're eight years old and you like make squeeze your eyes really tightly Yes, that you make that wish and then you blow out the candle, right? You blow out the fire. And what you're doing then is setting that intention free. Like you're letting it go up with the smoke up to the heavens, up to the universe so that the universe, you know, supports you and, and brings you what you want. So, and then everybody around you claps and they pour love into your uh, energy field, right? We can use crystals. Yes, we can use plants and herbs to... Um, focus our intention 
uh, and we can even use incantations in a way. We, we can use affirmations. So absolutely, mm -hmm. we can use all of that in the sacred ritual. So coming up in our conversation, I know you're going to be sharing an example of a ritual that maybe our listener at home can, can try out. But I guess before we get to that, one of the things that I did want to ask you is I know you've been on your spiritual journey for many decades or maybe a couple decades anyway. Um, and we did talk a lot about that in our first conversation where we were talking about your journey through Reiki, for example. But I guess my question is, you know, when did you kind of realize that maybe ritual was important or did you even know um, did that sort of take some time to kind of come about and then also when did you sort of realize that there was this whole magical world around you the elements crystals herbs you know the the natural world really that you were able to harness and kind of use in a way for your own benefit I I think I came out of the womb like this is what I I sometimes say um because I can remember, I can remember being in um, middle school. And so middle school is like six, you know, like around 13 years old, 13, 14, something like that. And uh, here in the US. And I remember going to the public library and checking out books on the power of plants, um, how to heal with plants, um, spells and witchcraft. <laughs> and the I was just so always like so relieved when the librarian checking me out like did not give me any judgy looks you know they just kind of like oh okay they're amused here's a sixth grader checking out a book on witchcraft okay <laughs> now let's just power yes or it's just a phase they all go through it you know <laughs> right <laughs> right so so yes I mean I think it's something that I've it, it's always been in me and and um a little anecdote actually like from the family is that um, one of the things that we uh, know about is, and, and I also teach in the course is like how to cleanse your space, right? And every country actually has their own way of cleansing their environment. And here in the US, because of our uh, Native American influence, so we use white sage uh, predominantly, but really there's so many different herbs that we can use. And in every country, every culture has their own way. So maybe some, you know, like they don't burn dried herbs, maybe they simmer herbs. And um, when my mom was pregnant with me, um, you know, her mom taught her about herbs that you simmer, like on the stovetop, and then you use the water to cleanse your space by mopping with that water or cleaning with that water. And there's certain days of the week that you do that. And so when my mom was pregnant with me and she'd be like mopping and cleaning with this water and it was like a certain day of the week, her dad would always laugh and say, I think you're going to give birth to a witch. And so, you know, it was like a little family joke, I guess. And so like nowadays I'm like, oh, did you get your crystal? Or it's a full moon, you know, don't forget your full moon ritual. Yeah. I love that you brought that up and I love that you brought up the ancestry connection as well, because I do sometimes think that, you know, as you're navigating the spiritual path and, you know, a lot of us have had to learn on our own where this content wasn't really as sort of maybe mainstream as, as it's becoming now. I always sort of felt a little bit like maybe some rituals or some practices are 
reserved for only certain people to know or certain families. But what I love about, you know, even courses like the one that you've got coming up or even just the information that you're sharing now is that, you know, this information really can be used for everyone. And it's about, you know, I guess honoring maybe the part of the world that you're in, maybe your own ancestry, maybe just what resonates with you and then sort of finding your own flow within that. But it seems to me that it's important to have these sort of traditions that we can continue on, or even if you don't know any for yourself that you can even create and then take forward with you. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I think it's you know important to share it with others because otherwise it's, it's lost. And so like, for example, in my family, um, my, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side, she died when my mother was very young. So some of that information was lost. Like whatever didn't get transferred to my mom was lost. And so in our family, we have other members that are really in touch with their intuition. And so whenever there's a book that comes out or something they highly recommend, like when I was in high school, one of my cousins who is a lot older than me, about 10 or 15 years older than me, she, she is called the witch of the family because she does tarot cards and um, you can ask her anything. I lost my keys. Where are my keys? She's like, let me get out my cards. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she will tell you where they are. <laughs> and, um, and so whenever like she had a book that she really, that really resonated with her and she really liked, she would recommend it to me. And um, she started doing that with books on archangels with um the power of the number seven with um abundance is your birthright and like all these different books and um you know in in mexico so whenever we'd go visit them in the summertime that's when we would talk and she'd say well there's this book by this author and you know then i'd order it and i'd read it and so it's important to share your knowledge so it does not get lost and that way we empower each other Mm mm-hmm Mm -hmm. I love that. And I mean, I will say that, you know, when you have courses available and knowledge available, like the one that you're putting together or have put together and the information that you're sharing, it does. It's exciting because I think that what you can help people do, especially someone like myself is kind of circumnavigate making mistakes where it's almost like you can help people sort of fast track into tapping into maybe the crystal world or the elemental world to bring about prosperity, bring about a stronger relationship or more health. Uh, Whereas, you know, when you're kind of doing it on your own, sometimes you can take the road that's really long and it can take you quite a while to kind of get there. What do you think your life would look like if you hadn't discovered the power of the elements, the natural world, the power of being able to harness energy in order to manifest, you know, an amazing life. Definitely. I think I'd feel um, alone. I'd feel out of control, powerless. I would say I'd feel a lot smaller and I think my vision would be a lot limited, um, a lot more limited than it is now. Um, because I feel like what happens when you get in touch with these other, with these energetic forces and you develop a relationship um, with rituals, you're actually developing a relationship with yourself, your higher self and the energy around you. 
right? So then you begin to see how powerful you really are, how powerful your words are, your thoughts. And you, you begin to feel like such ease and such comfort. And you begin to feel like you're in the flow instead of fighting against a current. So funny how, you know, as we go about our lives and, you know, I think that when you're on the spiritual path and so our listener at home, they would be, you know, even starting out or maybe they've been on it for a while, but, you know, I think in a way it gives purpose, it gives meaning to things. And I think that that's what I've been really able to understand. But as I've been going through my life, I also am getting pieces of information that I never knew before. And then I'm tweaking, you know, kind of my belief system, or I'm kind of adjusting my behavior in certain ways. And, you know, I think that a lot of people in general don't realize that they have a responsibility to direct the way that their life wants, like can go, or, um, you know, what direction maybe would better suit them. Um, They have a responsibility, but I think they also have a, an ability. And I think that we're not always aware of that. We're not really aware that it's actually up to us, but that we're also capable. Yes, absolutely. I, I can't tell you how many people I run into um, that speak words of limitations on a daily basis. So, you know, just saying things like, I don't have that kind of power or, um, gee, I, I'm, I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if. I'm even capable of that. Just like, just in their conversation, they speak words of limitation. And, um, and so it's, I, I just think, wow, we're, thank goodness I'm not there anymore. Thank goodness that I realized that words do have power. And the more we say them, the more we tap into that vibration of um, positivity, of abundance, of prosperity, of having everything we desire. And, um, and the more we tap into joy. So I was just saying something to have a conversation yesterday with someone and they said something in the negative. And I said something like, no, it, it is arriving. It is happening. It yeah. is. And then she laughed and she's like, oh my gosh, you're right. I forgot all about that. You're right. You're right. It is happening. <laughs> It's so funny because I remember I talked, I think I shared this story on the show before, but I'll say it again because it's hilarious. And, you know, if the listener hasn't heard and I don't know if you have, but I was, I was working with this woman before and she just said, oh, I just make the worst decisions. And I said, no, don't say that. No, you don't. And she goes, no, it's true. I do. And I went, oh, okay, fine. Like That's just so deep seated there. And it's just so embedded that I think. I think me kind of letting you know, but it's true. You know, the power of the word is so important and the magic behind the word, the the magic behind that intention, um, whether it's directed at someone else or whether it's directed at yourself. Uh, And would you say that, you know, words aren't the only thing that we can kind of direct to, to help us along elements and harnessing the energy of the natural world is just as powerful in a way. Absolutely. So words um, play one role. So that's the energy of our voice. Uh, But there's also the energy of um, herbs that can help support you. And, you know, some people don't realize that there are herbs that um, 
vibrate at a frequency that are meant to support you, that are meant to banish negativity, that are meant to bring in more love or joy into your, into your life, that, um, you know, that bring in opportunities. So, so that's a whole nother facet right there. And then there are the vibration of colors. So mm. sometimes like in, in my uh, Reiki practice, we, we talk, you know, I talk to my clients about their energy centers, their chakras that they can really tap into whenever there's a deficiency in one, they can tap into it to find that balance, right? And so in each chakra has its own color. And so we talk about that. And, um, and in this course, I teach all about the colors the, uh, of the chakras, the imbalances of each one, how to know when you need to support one over another. Um, and so there's energy there. There's energy with crystals, you know, you can carry a crystal around with you if you need it to support your, your throat chakra, because maybe you're going to be doing something important, like getting interviewed for a podcast. And so you need to wear lapis lazuli on your finger as a ring. So, you know, there's all these kinds of, um, uh, there's all this kind of support out there for us when we know how to tap into, into those energetic forces. You know, it's funny because when you're talking about you know, these different elements, the chakras, the crystals, the herbs, you know, even the power of our own voice. I think that so often we get used to doing so much for other people. Uh, we get used to, you know, going through the motions of our lives, you know, the nose to the grindstone, you know, going to work every day and just kind of hanging out for the weekend and, and then being really busy on the weekend that we kind of miss that like you were talking about connecting with all of these elements that are at our fingertips uh, really can help us in terms of self-care, growing in confidence, um, you know, feeling powerful. You know, when you were talking about the chakras and having an imbalance, imbalance of the chakras, for example, I never really thought that an imbalance of the chakras could show up in in different ways, but I mean, it's sort of obvious, isn't it? You know, maybe you have a cough and maybe there's an imbalance in your throat chakra and you're not able to speak your truth. Or maybe you have an upset stomach and there's an imbalance in your solar plexus and you're not able to, you know, maybe digest properly. Um, these are things that maybe people sort of think are normal, right? Like, oh, I've had a cough. It's left over from a cold or COVID or it's dry here or something like that without really kind of connecting that there's this whole other thing happening behind the scenes. Yes. Um, and one thing that I, I noticed too, like besides you mentioned a cough, also I get clients that say that they feel like there's a lump in their throat, like there's a pill that's stuck and they can't swallow it. So that's another indication that there's a block in their throat chakra. And, and quite literally, like they're saying it themselves. They say they, there's a lump in their throat. It feels like a, a, an aspirin I can't swallow. Yes. Is there a hard truth that you cannot swallow, you know, like there's, they say it themselves, right? And so, yeah, there's, there's absolutely different imbalances that affect us in our everyday lives. If we're not willing to analyze our own chakras, um, analyze our, how our body feels, right? Um, even last week, I had a client that was 
right in the middle of making this huge life-changing decision. And she didn't, she just didn't know what to do. So after a Reiki session, I kept getting um, the, the, the message to tell her that she needs to follow her body, that her body will tell her the right decision for her. And so then as we're talking, she said, where, where am I supposed to feel it? And I said, well, you're going to feel joy. It'll be like in your sacral chakra. The sacral chakra is about two to three inches below the belly button. So like the womb area, that's where we, um, that's where emotions reside. And I said, you're going to feel it there. It'll be joyful. Um, so, you know, look, be on the lookout for that. And so then uh, she told me about how when she was about to make the decision and um, she, she had kind of started going through one path and she started crying. And I said, your body's telling you that's not what it wants. That's not what you want to do. Like your higher self is saying, no, don't take me there. No. And so she was like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. And I said, you know, sometimes like those decisions, since they're so life-changing, it's hard for us to make them. And if it causes, if it's something that's going to cause us to make a big shift in our life, like move across the country or change the whole different industry, you know, change jobs, we're afraid to do it. But if we stay on the same path and we are crying every day, you know, if we are experiencing anxiety, your body's telling you already, right? Yeah, it's so funny. So I guess it's really about the journey to self-awareness as well. And maybe there's also some surrender that kind of fits into that. When you were talking about um, using your body almost as a compass, I guess you could say, in order to help you make the decision. I know I've had a few times where I've been going I, I remember uh, when I was going, when I was running last year, I haven't been running honestly in a year, but when I had started running, I was like making the decision. Sometimes my mind would go, okay, girl, you know, you've done enough. You can go left here and take the short way. But then sometimes my body would go nah, and it would just keep going past the shortcut turnoff, which is just such a weird experience. I will say it's almost like you're there's this other entity that's kind of taking over. It's like, nope, we're just going to keep on going here. But I bet you our listener at home can really can relate to that as well, where, you know, when you're making a decision or where you're, you know, even in the throes of an experience where your body is telling you whether or not this suits you. So would you say that designing a course, um, you know, that's really a lot about ritual, it's not only about ritual, but it's really about creating the space and the time to get to know yourself so that when you are in the throes of making these decisions, or when you are in, you know, um, even just in your everyday life that you're kind of aware of the influences of the people and the environment around you? Yes, absolutely. And then, and, and so what I think is important, and this is how I, I created the course, I've designed it so that I teach you all of these different energetic forces. I teach you about them. Um, once you know then uh, about your chakras, once you know about, you have an understanding about the colors, um, and what they mean, um, certain plants, herbs, once you have an understanding about the phases of the moon and what they mean and how they support us, um, then we tie everything together. And I teach in the course then four very specific rituals that students can use right then and there. And then 
what's so great is that then they also have the knowledge so that they're not limited to these four rituals. They've got the knowledge. They can go back and say, well, I know that, you know, I am aware that I have an imbalance in um, solar plexus chakra. And I know what colors associated with that. And I know where I want to be. And so I know what I need to do, what I need to say, what kind of plants will help me with that. And I know exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to create a little ritual for myself. And I'm going to follow it exactly the same way, because that's a ritual. You do the, the same steps, exactly the same, you know, repeatedly. So then students can take it and say, okay, it is the new moon. I know what that means for me. And I know what I have to do. And I'm going to create this beautiful ritual for myself. And I'm going to do it on every new moon, you know, and I'm empowering myself and I'm going to feel better because I'm already on the path to feeling better. Yeah, that's so good. And you know, it's also fun, isn't it? It's igniting that magic. It's exciting. You know, you add that excitement and that light into your into your day. And, you know, even for people who are really busy and are kind of struggling maybe to find the time, I mean, finding that five to 10 minutes, really, you know, most people can find five to 10 minutes if they just make it a priority can really be life-changing. Can it really help you to feel empowered and, and inspired? Yes. Yes. It brings out your creativity. Um, you are tapping into yourself, you're grounding yourself, you're centering yourself. It's a form of self-care. You're taking time out for yourself to set some goals for yourself, to take care of yourself, not only physically, but spiritually and energetically. Um, quite frankly, it, it's something that I recommend everyone, everyone should do this. Everyone should take time out to create their own sacred ritual and practice it regularly. What do you say to people who don't feel powerful or they don't feel deserving of creating the time? I mean, if our listener is with us still up to this point, it's obvious that we're talking about this incredible course that you've designed that, you know, is available for them to get involved in. And I guess the question is like, you know, when I read the, um, the syllabus of what you're going over, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. All the things that are in there. And I just feel so excited to, you know, get amongst it, but I'm sure some people are wondering whether or not they're worth it. I mean, how do you get past that? If we're having a conversation like that, I, and, and those are the kind of words that they're using, you know, that then, then then I have to kind of switch a conversation a little bit and say, okay, because of the words that you're using, and if you really believe that, then I would say that there is an imbalance in your root chakra and in your solar plexus chakra and possibly even your heart chakra. So not taking a course like, like mine, not learning about how you, how you can make yourself feel better. You're really doing a disservice to yourself. So, so for me, I, I, so I'm going to tell you, Lauren, I not a salesperson, but I do care about people. And so that is the main reason why I created this course, because it truly helps 
to empower people. It truly helps to um, help them get to the next level in their life. Like whatever, whatever next level looks like for them, it helps them cross that bridge and get to the next level. So having the knowledge of how they can support themselves, um, I think it's priceless, right? And, and if, if someone were to come to me and say that they don't think that they're worth it, I'd say, well, number one, you 100% are worthy of living a better life. You are worthy of feeling better about yourself. And your words have power. So let's take a look, see how you can support your own energetic field, your own energy centers, and uh, see how you can feel better about yourself. Yeah, exactly. I love that. What's an example of a ritual if someone at home is is still a little bit confused about what it would be. I mean, you did mention the birthday candles. We do know about that. Um, is a ritual, you know, sort of something that you, you do the same way every day? Um, you know, I, um, I come to my desk every day. I cleanse my space. I do a card. I, you know, is that an example of a ritual? And maybe what's a ritual that someone can yes. maybe try out at home and, and give it a go? Yeah, so absolutely. So, um, what you just described, how you start your day, that is a ritual, right? So um, some people, when they get up in the morning, they the first thing they do is they sit up and then think something good for the day, right? They're, they're, gonna, they're going to set the intention for the day. And then they get up and they have their coffee and they're in a quiet area. They might have like Medi meditative or meditation music on. So all those little steps that people do. So like, that's a ritual, right? Um, and, and in this course, I teach you how to really like align like all of your energy and your focus on very specific steps to attain very clear results, okay? Mm. Um, so, and so you're asking about like, what is a ritual that someone can do at home? So something that, can be can work in a ritual that people don't really know about is dance. Okay, so as I was mentioning before, in the sacral chakra, that is where we, um, that is where our emotions reside. So we've got joy and creativity and and um, and the flow, like being in the flow, right? So those are all positives. But then on the other spectrum, if there's any shame or guilt, that resides in the sacral chakra as well. So something that we can do like on a weekly basis um, and incorporate it into our rituals for like starting the week. So maybe this can be done like on a Sunday night, right? Um, because Monday, you know, you're starting work and you want, you need to have like a clear head. You know. So a ritual that can be incorporated is allowing dance to help us move our body and shake away or untangle any knots and our energetic knots in our body. Specifically, um, listening to music that has a lot of drum beats, like a, a tribal or tribal, tribal fusion or like a belly dance type music. So listening to that kind of music and then moving your hips, moving your hips, because like I said, that is where that energy is going to be blocked, right? So moving your body any way that you want, but really focusing on your hips, and then um, that helps energy move through us better, okay? 
So after we do a dance, we can then light a candle and then we can spend 10 minutes quietly meditating. Um, we can even meditate on something positive for the week. So maybe we set our affirmation for the week. You know, um, I affirm that I will live a life full of joy and abundance this week, yeah. or just period. I affirm that I'm living a joyful of love and abundance, right? And so then you, you focus on that affirmation and then you sit quietly for 10 minutes and just focus on your breathing in and out, in and out. Try to make your exhale longer than your inhale. And so then after your 10, 15 minutes, you open your eyes, you come back, you open your eyes, you thank the universe or you just give thanks, right? If you don't want to, if you have a, a God that you pray to, give thanks to that God, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't give thanks to the universe, to mother earth, right? Then blow out your candle and you've just worked away all your blockages, energetic blockages in your body. You have set your intention for the week. You have centered and grounded yourself. And then you've lit a candle, which helps with transformation, right? helps with a rebirth, you know, giving birth to a brand new five to seven days, right? Depending how long, how often you do this ritual. So that's something that you can perfect. And of course, in rituals, we do it the same way each time. So maybe you listen to the same song each time. Um, maybe you light the same color candle each time and you recite the same affirmation each time, right? And, and you do it in the same day of the week. So that's a real simple affirmation. I'm sorry, that's a real simple ritual that anyone out there can begin doing right away. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it, it also sounds fun. You know, it sounds like something that's whimsical. And, you know, even if um, our listener, well, sorry, even if our listener at home is like, well, I have kids. I mean, this is something that your kids could be involved in as well. You know, you could have a dance party as the family. Everybody, you know, lights their candle. Everyone comes up with their affirmation. And it's, you know, I'm sure there's even a lot of power to be found within more than one person doing the same ritual. Yes, because that energy is then multiplied. Absolutely. And, and kids are never too young to get them involved in, some, in something like this, because in the long run, it's going to help them in their well-being. It's going to help them in their spirituality. And it's going to um, really drive home and teach them that it is important to take care of your energy. Just as we take care of our physical body, we need to take care of our energetic body as well. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So let's uh, talk a little bit more about the course offering, because I know that you've got a whole bunch of modules. You've got six modules. Um, and, you know, I know that when you uh, purchase the course, you've got access to it for a year, but there's an entire other element, which is basically that you also have these secret ritual calls that are happening throughout the course. So can you maybe talk a little bit about the course, what the offerings are and what our listener at home can look forward to if they decide to join me in, uh, in the course. And yes, yes, absolutely. And I, and me too, right. <laughs> I'm really, really excited about this course because it's actually years of knowledge in the making and it's all, you know, coming to fruition. And, um, I'm just so very grateful that I'm here at this point, uh, being able to share this with such a large audience. So 
So yeah, so we start off with module number one and it's the basics of rituals. So really just wanting to um, get the message out there, let the students know what is a ritual. We talk about the science of ritual and why a ritual works. Why does it work? So it's not just um, something we made up. <laughs> it really does work. And so we talk about that, right? Get, get them really comfortable with that. Then we go into module two and that's where I teach all about the chakras, what they are, um, the history of them. And then um, we go through each one of the seven main chakras. And then um, the third module, it's actually one of my favorites. We talk about the art of plant and candle magic. So each plant has its own frequency, its own vibration that helps in many different ways. And, um, and so I, I bring up several of the most, uh, the most common plants and how they can help you. And then I also talk about candle magic. When we go in through all the different colors of, uh, of the candles and how they support you. And my favorite part is that we get, that we get to make candles. <laughs> and so I, I teach you about how to make your own candle. You've customized it. It's exactly at the frequency that you need. And you don't need to be a professional candle maker. So this is really for the DIY person at home. Um, and and you, it, it's, it's so much fun. I love that. So anyways, we did a little DIY on how students can make their own candles and, and work with them. And then module four, we talk about crystals and their frequencies. And that's another one of my favorite topics. And um, well, I was going to say module five is all about learning to harness the power of the moon. And I love that too. So I guess every single one of these modules is like one of my favorite topics. <laughs> um, and then for the last module, we put everything together. And that's why I introduce you to um, four rituals that you can start doing at home right away. And, um, and then there's this awesome workbook that goes along with this course. You'll have crystal grids that are right at your disposal. There's also going to be homework, okay? And the homework is fun, but it is, you know, it's, it's good for you. Homework is good for you. And there's a check-in from me. I, you know, I want, I want you to succeed. So um, there's plenty of accountability here. And I, I do, I check in with the students to make sure, see if there's any questions. We also do four, like you said, four secret uh, Zoom calls where um, students have access to me to ask me questions and, you know, let the learning continue. So yes, it is a lot of fun and there's lots of bonuses that are included. Is super valuable for the students. Well, that's super exciting. And uh, I know that the spaces as well are limited. And you would know, Lindy, that sometimes people listen to this episode, you know, maybe after the doors have already closed for the course. So we will just say that the, uh, the Afterlight Institute is where you can find all the information, but I will put a link directly to Lindy's page uh, for the course. But if for some reason, it's down at the time that you're um, checking this out, it will come back maybe in the future. However, it's really important that people do get involved now when they, uh, when the doors are open because nothing is guaranteed. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And like you said, spaces are limited because, you know, we want to make this really 
a great space for, for the students, right? And yeah. we want the energy to be there for them, like, a, you know, really collaborative effort, very supportive space, right? And so, um, and it's all very, you know, intimate. So that they do feel free to ask questions, you know, we, this is not going to be like a big lecture hall where you go to, you know, college and it's like a huge auditorium. This is smaller so that there's plenty of one-on-one -on -one attention. Yeah. And I just cannot get over like all these, the little Afterlight Institute secret bundle, secret ritual bundle that's available for, for the students when they sign up. Mm. So there's also like a little mini manual for magical manifestation. Um, like I said, they're going to get their crystal grid templates that they can start using right away and a little magic candle making handbook. It's a fun course. It's full of, um, it's full of good information that, that they can, you know, they can use themselves and then they can share this with their family. They can empower themselves and help other people. You know, like you were talking earlier, sometimes we don't have that support system, right? Um, sometimes we don't have it like in our family or sometimes we don't have it in our, our friends because we're just at different places. So being able to get access to this type of information, which quite honestly has taken, taken me years to acquire. So being able to have access to this information and then really have it seep in, learn it, not only by reading, but by listening and by doing um, and then being able to ask questions and you've got all this information, then you can share it with people, you know, that you encounter and then you, you create another community that will support each other. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here and, um, giving us all that valuable information. I'm really looking forward to taking the course myself and also maybe even giving that dance ritual a try. That was a really cool idea. Thank you very much, Lindy. Is there anything? Yes. Maybe? ask you that you wanted to bring up uh how can people get a hold of you they'd like to find out more yes well if um people like to get a hold of me um they can go out to my website my website is holistictherapyoasis.com and um yeah there's information about the course there as well plus uh, my contact information is there and i would love to connect with any any of you out there that have questions um, yeah, I, I would just love to connect with you all. So again, it's holistictherapyoasis.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.